Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. Welcome to the E-Commerce Alley podcast, where we believe that great brands are built on passionate leadership, smart operations, and of course, powerful marketing. I'm your host, Josh Coffey, like to drink, but more caffeinated, and I've been helping e-commerce brands generate tens of millions of dollars in revenue through uh, strategic marketing and coaching and helping them implement it over the last near 10 years, which is pretty crazy. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about something that uh, I never honestly learned until I did it and did it and did it. And that is team retreats. Like, are they worth it or are they a complete waste of money? Now, I remember when I started my business, and this was back in 2013, and, and this is actually my for after my first failed business, uh, when I started our first business, I remember looking around and uh, all of our social media and, and all the brands that I looked up to, I saw them taking these things called team retreats, where basically everyone would go to some cool place and they'd spend a week together and it kind of looked like vacation and they had a look like they had a blast. They would go on these excursions and they would just they would come back and supercharge their businesses and like everybody swore by them. And uh, and so what I did was I was like, I want to make it my mission to have a team retreat. I always thought that would be a cool thing to do. When I came into business, I always wanted to build a business that was unlike any standard corporate regular business that you would see anywhere and build it around a lifestyle that I love. And one thing I love is traveling and I love going out and doing crazy fun things. And so I made it my mission to have a team retreat when it was just me at the time. I was like, I want to have a team retreat. I want to build a team and I want to do this. And so after the first year in business, I, I wasn't able to do it in the first year with an actual team. But by the second year, uh, we ended up hosting our first team retreat and we did it. And I don't know how we did it, to be honest, because like we were broke as ever and we figured out some way to do it. But anyway, I think we just took all of the cash we had and all of our savings because I knew that it would just pay off. And so we went and we spent like $5,000. We rented this Airbnb in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we took our team, which at the time I think was like three of us or four four of us. I don't know. It was like three of us. And then we're like, well, I was like, well, because there's only three of us, it's going to be kind of small or there's only four of us. It'd be kind of small. So I let's bring the plus ones. Let's bring spouses. And so we brought plus ones and it ended up being like seven or eight of us at the time. So we go and we do this. And like most things in my life, uh, I had no idea what the flow should be. And so like many things, I just winged it. And so <laughs> I winged it and we got there and I and we got this Airbnb for and it was cold. It was I forget the the month. It was like November. And we went to Myrtle Beach 
in November. And so, and I did that because it was cheaper. So I think I got the Airbnb for like 2,500 bucks or 3,000 bucks uh, for the, for like seven days, six nights, seven days. So we go for a whole week. Uh, our, my, my business partner was from Europe. So we flew her in. Uh, our creative director, Ashley, was from Canada. So we flew her in. And then my wife, Kelsey, and I went. And we ended up going down there. We brought the plus one. So there's like seven or eight of us. And uh, we had no flow. I was just winging it, flying by the seat of my pants. And I'm like, hey, but I know this is going to, we're going to have a good time and we're going to come back and everyone is just going to be rejuvenated. And there's going to be all this return on that uh, investment that completely, uh, I don't know, it, it drained us. And so it was an interesting experience. So what it ended up looking like was we would work half a day. I was like, hey, we're going to work till noon every day from like eight or nine to noon. And then we spent two days we had just focused on ideation and brainstorming for the business. And then that was it. I was like, we, I created that on the fly while we're there. I'm like, hey, we're going to spend the first half of each day, Monday, Monday through like Wednesday, just doing regular work, like just, just doing client work. And then on Thursday and Friday, we're going to spend the first half of the day, but we're going to be doing brainstorming and setting some goals for the, the business and so forth. And there were so many things that I had no idea about because we just, I, there was no playbook for this. There was like, okay, I read some blogs and how to do it. And people were doing virtual ones and in-person ones and offsites. And there was honestly no really good solid, like, here's how you run a team retreat. And here's how to get good value out of this. So anyway, we ended up doing this and spouses didn't know what to do. The house was too small. There was nowhere for them to go. We had one big car. Uh, so the, the spouses weren't really able to get away from us. It was too cold because it was November. So it's not like they're just going to go to the beach, right? So it was like 45 degrees outside. Uh, and so they ended up sitting in in the living room while we did our work and our sessions, which was a little bit awkward. Uh, we did our meals together. We went out a few times. And we got back from the trip, we implemented maybe a few things, and we moved in, or we moved on. And so all in, I was like, okay, I paid for this vacation for our our team, their spouses, or their plus ones, and essentially it was just this awkward vacation for everyone, and it was like $5,000 out, $0 in real value return. <laughs> and that is the, the story of my first team retreat. And so... In that case, oh my goodness, I could look back and say that was a complete waste of money. We should not have been doing that in the first place. I think we used some credit cards to pay for that. That was a very expensive trip. And then let's fast forward nine years. A few weeks ago, we did our annual team retreat. And we did this in Breckenridge, Colorado. Uh, we rented this huge cabin with tons of things to do at the cabin. I mean, it had a theater, it had a sauna, it had a bar downstairs, it had pool, hot tub, fireplaces in like literally every room. Uh, it was pretty cool. And it's definitely experience that I'll, I'll remember. And I'm sure our team will. Uh, and it costs us maybe two and a half times what the first one did. It was probably like something like $13,000. And that's with like flights and everything. And we brought spouses. We did plus ones. And plus we had my, my nephew, uh, James, come along. He actually came because my brother Jacob works with us. And so we had plus ones. All expense for, uh, paid for, we had the cars, people could go out, they could do stuff, the house was big enough that we, our team could do stuff in certain areas of the whole cabin and they could be somewhere else and you would never even hear each other and you could, and people could take cars and go hiking and do whatever they wanted. And so we changed it. We had an improved agenda in a flow from the past years 
And, uh, and I believe the ROI of this trip was 10 times what we paid for it. And that, this was only a few weeks ago. And so if I look at these two, I tell you these stories because they're polar opposite experiences and perspective that I have. Um, the first one was an absolute waste of money. But I guess I'm a glass half full kind of guy. So I could look at it as it was a waste of money, but I learned how not to run a retreat and what doesn't give you any degree of value that's going to help you moving forward. And if I look at the other end of the spectrum, we had a team retreat that just changed our trajectory. We've already started implementing some of the things that we planned and what I'm going to talk about today that has already created higher conversion on the sales front. Uh, it's bumped our sales conversions. Our funnels are better. The way we're operating is better. And, and we're only a few weeks in, and there's so much more to come from that. And I already believe that it, it is worth 10 times what we paid for it. And so since, since that very first one, we have done team retreats about every year. There's maybe one or two years that we ended up not. Um, but we've done a team retreat almost every year in some capacity from remote to local, but doing like offsites to full out destination offsites in person. And so some of them have felt like I took thousands of dollars and I just put them in the garbage can and I lit it on fire. And others, I have felt like the return on investment from it was substantial and absolutely worth what the cost of the retreat was. And so our team retreats a waste of money. From my experience, I believe the answer is sometimes, and sometimes has a lot of variables within it. The first one was an absolute waste of money, but the most recent was the most successful and probably going to be the highest return on investment for a team retreat that we have ever had. And so I believe the value of a team retreat is, is, really, uh, is really important because it gives you this forced time this forced time to pause, to reflect, to plan, and to prioritize your business because it is so easy to get caught up in the grind and in the operations and in everything you're doing that you don't have allocated time. But when you say, hey, I'm just going to book the Airbnb or I'm going to plan this, I'm going to block it in my calendar, I'm going to pay for the flight so I can't take those back because airlines do not do well with any degree of refunds. And when you commit to that, it forces you to say, hey, I'm going to pause. I'm going to be okay with not making as much revenue this week. And I'll tell you, that's a mental fortitude game because when we were there, I could even I even told the team, I'm like, this feels so weird. Like we're not doing calls, we're not closing deals. Like this is just, we're not generating revenue this week, but it was intentional. And you have to remember that it is intentional if you decide to do them. And so because we've done ones of all different shapes and sizes. This is something that may, maybe this is something that you've thought about. You thought like, hey, I'd love to do this. Or, or maybe you're like, well, I don't, I don't have a big team, Josh, or even a team at all. You know, it's just me. And I would love to do something like this, but I don't know what that could look like. And, and I don't have $5,000 or, or $13,000 or $15,000. Or some people that are even a different level than us will go and they'll spend $50,000 on a team retreat. And it's because they have a larger business, large, they're at a different stage. And, and you know, maybe I'm not there and, and that's okay. I'm gonna actually give you some advice at the end, but overall you can apply some of the things I do wanna talk about. So the question is, are they a waste of money? I believe sometimes they can be, but if that's if you don't have the right intentionality, the right focus in the actual framework for a good team retreat. And so what I want to do in this episode is I want to, I'm going to give you kind of a peek behind the curtains just of what we have seen happen over the last nine years, what, what has 
resulted in a six in successful retreats in what I believe the uh, the five elements or the five things that make successful re- retreats successful. And then I'm going to break down how we run ours. So maybe you can get some information and some ideas. Say, hey, maybe I'll go and I'll do this. Or if I'm doing team retreats right now, maybe I can snag some of these ideas to improve my own. And I wanted to make this this podcast because, quite frankly, I could not find a whole lot of information about this. And I and, and We've, this has just been from sheer trial and error, and it's, it's still a work in progress. I'm going to share what, what I also think we could be doing, what we're going to do better next time. And so because I never had a playbook, I'm going to say, hey, here's our playbook that is a work in progress that we are improving, that maybe it'll inspire you to do one, or maybe it'll help you inc- improve uh, what you are doing, or maybe add some ideas to what you are doing. So there are five things that I believe, as I kind of reflect back on the team retreats we've done, there are five things that I believe make a successful retreat. The first thing is being in person. We have done remote and we've done remote. And sometimes it was, you know, it was by, it was by, we didn't have a choice. So like during the pandemic, like Canada's borders are closed. Montenegro's borders were closed. Like people flying in, like it, it was just really, really, really hard. And so being in person was not possible. We didn't have a choice. So we worked with it and we did, we did some input. We did like zoom sessions. We did coffee, catch ups in the morning. We did like virtual lunches. Like, and, and, and so in all of that, I will say, if you can be in person, do everything you can to do that. Because when we did not in-person ones, while we love our remote team members, it does not feel the same. There are so many elements that you just flat out, you just can't do when you're not in person. Like you can't sit down around a table and have have dinner and you can't have, have Chris <laughs> cook dinner. Chris is like a chef and he loves cooking dinner. And so Chris makes these amazing meals and you can't do that because Chris is in Canada and if he's not here, Chris can't do that. And everyone gets to experience that and have those moments together. So I think the first thing is being in person, doing everything you can. If you have some remote members, doing it in person is so, uh, so important. The second thing is, is going offsite. Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you'd leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the alley.com, we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now, back to the episode. It's really easy to say, okay, I have an office or I work out of my house, whatever that is. And, and even if it's just me or I have two or three other people, we could do it at, at, um, we could do it at, at our office or the place of work that we normally go to. But even if you do it at someone, if you do it at someone's house or even a local cheap spot, that is better than doing it at, at, in the location that you work all the time. And so we've done some, we've had to do that. So there are moments in our business, probably like four or five years ago, I couldn't afford to say, hey, let's just fly everyone in. Let's just go uh, do this in person or let, let's do this uh, in the destination. We couldn't afford a destination. So what we did do is we used what we could. We flew, we just paid for plane tickets in. We did, were able to do that, but then we just did an offsite and we did an offsite away from our office and we did it at one of our leaders' houses. And, and even that was fun. We did it for several days 
It was like three days that we did it. And, and that is better than being in the, the grind of where you already work. You know, if you're working in the same place you already are, you just think differently. It feels different to get offsite. So that's the second thing. I believe that getting offsite makes a more successful team retreat and it makes it new, it makes it fresh, new perspective. And, and it's really a whole different vibe when you go offsite, even if it is just going to someone's house, sitting around their table, having Christmas music playing and a fire going. And you're just, you're just, if you have a fireplace <laughs> and a fire going and just, and just having like snacks and stuff like that and just working in a different environment. Now, the third thing I believe makes a successful retreat is having a flexible agenda for the day. So number one, you need to have some kind of an agenda. And I'm gonna show you kind of what ours looks like, uh, but you need some kind of an agenda. Like the first one we did, I had no agenda. I just, I just winged it and it didn't work out well. Having an agenda, but being flexible in it is the other piece. Uh, have allocated like times, like, hey, we wanna start doing this around this time, around this time, around this time, but open up the flexibility. Like if you get ideas and those just start flowing and you're in this block where you're focusing on support of the pro or you're focusing on product development or you're focusing on support or you're focusing on marketing or you're focusing on whatever that is and you have all these ideas flowing to just like ax it and move on, it feels very, uh, very rigid. And so we have an agenda, but we're flexible in that agenda. And so that is the third thing I believe makes a successful team retreat. The, uh, the fourth thing is breaking out into small groups and actually working on something. So this is the most, we have done this twice now. And both times when we did this, I felt that it was the, it was a huge improvement to what we did. So normally what we would do is we would on these, on these retreats, whether it was remote in person or little local offsite, whatever it was, we would always spend most of our time brainstorm, reflecting on the last year, looking at the goals, uh, planning the next quarter, planning the next year, casting vision, tons of brainstorming around marketing, sales, product, uh, uh, support, and things like that. But there wasn't a whole lot of doing. And then what happens is if you spend a week or you spend three days doing ideation and brainstorming and getting all these creative juices flowing and being like, oh, we're gonna do this and this and this and this and this and this. And, this. and then you have this massive list that you just load into a project management tool. You have this massive list that you need to get done. And then you come back and now you took a week off. <laughs> First of all, you kinda, you're taking a week off intentionally and then you're coming back and now you have a lot of stuff on your plate because you were gone for a week, right? And then now you have all this additional list of things you need to implement Well, you lose momentum very, very fast. And so something that we have shifted to was, and I'm gonna, I'll walk through how we did these, our three core days of actual team retreat. And I'll kind of, you'll see where, where we did this, but we basically, after we do brainstorming ideation around core components of our business, the four components or the four pillars, and we say, we're gonna do this, we wanna do this, work on this, 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 this. And then we prioritize those top to bottom in what is the most important impactful thing that we should get done now. And then we go and we actually break out. Some are going individual, sometimes we're in little groups and we're breaking out and we are working on. We're just starting the ball for one day. We just spend the day working on those things. All right, and so by doing that, you, you get this momentum started. And when you have uninterrupted time, no, no meetings, no, like no other operational major things that you're doing, it opens you up to really get a lot of stuff done. Like just think, like when's the last time that you, you just said, hey, I'm going to take a step back, take a day off and use that entire day to only work on my business and work on crucial high impact work. 
When's the last time that you did that? For most of us, including myself, it's been a long time. And so when you take that time, you might realize, wow, eight hours of uninterrupted, complete focused time on high impact things in my business and projects that I want to and need to work on is so, so valuable. So that's the fourth thing. Breaking out into these small groups and actually working on stuff will get the ball moving on the projects and the priorities that you just brainstormed and talked about. And then the final thing is uh, that I believe makes a successful team retreat is the actual team aspect of this. And this is uh, team dinners. Uh, we While we didn't have... We had breakfast and lunch and everyone kind of did their own thing-ish. We always came together for dinner. We ended the day together and then we did outings together. And so whether that was just going on drives, whether that's sightseeing, whether it's hiking uh, up mountains and running into a ton of like mountain goats that won't get out of the mountain trail when you're in the mountain and you're trying to get them to move, but they won't move and they're a little aggressive and then everyone's kind of nervous you know, experiences like that. I'm sure all of you have experienced that as some capacity. So getting out and doing those things and now you share those memories and, and you're, you're, you're growing as a team, you're walking, you're talking, and it's not about work. You're just having a good time together. And so I think that the, that final piece is you need to bring the team together, doing that over dinner, doing that in outings and things like that is a way to just kind of let your hair down and, and have like a low, like, like there's, there's not a whole lot of things going on. Like in the business, yes, you might have lunches together. You might talk to people. You might slack each other. You might hop on Zooms. But it's so much different when you're like, hey, we're just eating and shooting the breeze and talking about foxes that are walking onto the cabin and tons of like uh, animals that are literally all around our cabin. Like it, you have these moments that you can really, really share uh, with each other. And so those are the five things I believe make a successful team retreat. So number one, being in person. Number two, being offsite. Number three, having a flexible agenda. Number four, breaking out into small groups and working on something. And then number five, coming together as a team, doing team dinners and team outings. And those outings don't have to be expensive. They could be literally like one of the nights we just went and we just hiked um, and we just, we drove, we found a nice hike. It was like maybe an hour and a half, two hours worth of stuff. And we just, we hiked and um, it could be as simple as that. One day we went out and we just literally, we drove this huge, gorgeous loop. We took a Tesla, or we rented a Tesla and we're going up this mountain and it's all rocky and there are holes everywhere. And I thought the Tesla was about to fall off a cliff and it was a great experience and memory and everyone's telling us to turn around there's no way a tesla should be here and we're driving by all these like four by four vehicles that are like what are you guys doing you're crazy and we trucked through and it was great um and so those are what i think make a successful team retreat is i kind of reflect back on the last nine years now, I would love to share how we run our retreat so if you're if you're wondering like okay josh that sounds great but how do you actually, like, what does this actual flow look like? So I'm just going to share what we do, steal from it what you will, get some inspiration, take what might make sense for you if you're already doing it. Um, but this is this is a work in progress. So every year, as we do these, they have gotten better. And um, and, and they've, they've become more streamlined. They've become more effective. And each year, I just feel better about it. And so in all these years, we have done remote. Just so you know, we've done remote retreats three times and those were a little shorter you're talking like two to three days each time where it was virtual because it's 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 hard to do a whole week when you're virtual it's just not the same and so we have done remote three times and i will say it is definitely not my preference it's harder to break out and brainstorm it felt limiting with the personal aspects of it 
And so for this last team retreat and what we're trying, we do are trying to do moving forward now that we're kind of out of this pandemic mode is, uh, is meet in person. And so kind of what this looked like was we flew in on Saturday and we stayed until Thursday. So this was actually five, this was five nights, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Five nights. So we went for five nights and, um, we flew in Saturday, we left Thursday. And the reason we did that was because when you fly in the middle of the week, like let's say you fly on a Monday, the thing about Monday is you fly in and you arrive late by the time you get wherever you're going. Everyone's a little bit exhausted, getting a little acclimated if you have like the uh, the, the the time zone gaps there. And then you, it's Tuesday the next day and it just feels weird. I don't know about you. It feels weird just being like, okay, we're here and now it's Tuesday. So we flew in on Saturday, gave us plenty of time to lollygag our way to Breckenridge from Denver, which took like two hours and we're stopping and we're going to in and out and we're waiting in line for like an hour and a half at 9.30 at night. And like, we just had a good time. We show up late and it gives us all day Sunday to reset, to get settled in and get ready for the week. And so that's why we like to fly out and, and start really on Saturday. And so flat Saturday, uh, Sunday, we're settled. Everyone had a free day. We got to chill out, kind of get acclimated for the time, time zone change and acclimated to the, the altitude being like almost 10,000 feet there, which is pretty different, um, getting winded walking up the stairs. And so th- after that, we dove headfirst into three days of hands-on retreat stuff. So this was Monday through Wednesday. And then on Thursday, uh, everyone flew out. And so we had three solid days. And each day had a different focus of what we were going to be doing. Now, before we got here, though, what I did was I sent out, uh, I sent out two weeks in advance, I sent a retreat prep doc to each person on the team. And essentially, this prep doc is a document that everyone goes through so that they can come prepared. Because I don't want to show up and just say, okay, now let's start thinking. Now let's start reflecting. Now let's start brainstorming. I want to say, okay, no, these are, what's your role? You know, here's your doc, what's your role? And then I have everyone answer different questions. Like for example, I have everyone come with their personal and their business bests of the year. What were their largest wins that are worth celebrating and sharing personally and professionally? And this just kind of w- opens it up. It war- it helps us warm and start the retreat out. So I send these, these, these prep docs two weeks in advance so everyone has time to fill these out and uh, and come prepared with it. And so I wanna know like your personal, your business best, and then I have them also come prepared with things that are very role or function specific. And and then I also wanna come with perspective on the company. So for example, I I have everyone come prepared with what are two to three things we're crushing as a company? What are two to three things that we're sucking at as a company? What are projects you would like to complete for your role in, in, in the next quarter? What are two to three major goals you have for your role next year? And then I have each individual person do a breakdown of their role with what's working, not working, and what you think you should do to what you think we should do as a company in the next year for your roles that in the big things that you believe you need, you're going to oversee in observations you had, improvement ideas, tools or trainings you think you might need, skills you might need. And then I have everyone present it in any format that they see fit. This is where like they can bring a presentation, uh, they can have a doc, they could do a dance, they could do a video, they could do a song. <laughs> no one has done the dance and the song yet, but Dylan did come with a whole presentation and it was animated and it was fun. And so, and then, and then we present it to everyone and we open it up for feedback. So basically I have everybody come prepared. So there's a doc that I send out for them to come prepared with. So we show up and we're like, boom, we're here. Let's reflect. 
let's plan and let's prioritize, all right? So they, everyone comes prepared with ideas so that we can actually move faster. And it gives two weeks, it gives you time to actually sit down and reflect on your role rather than in the moment and feeling like, ooh, I have to say one or two to three major things that I believe my role should accomplish in the next year. And so uh, rather than doing that on the spot, there's time to think and reflect and write all of that down. So before we get there, that is sent out. And then when we get there, we have those three days. So here's what our flow looked like for those three days. And so the first day, and so in the agenda, the first day was our reflection, our brainstorming, and our prioritizing day. This is where basically I'm, I'm just kind of like getting the getting the ball rolling with it. We're having some fun. We open up with with, with a fun icebreaker game. We don't really have to break the ice, right? Everyone knows each other, but we kind of get it rolling with like a fun game to start out. I'm breaking down the goal of the retreat, how everything's going to work. Everyone opens up with their personal and their business best. And then, and then we start going through things like finances for the business. Not everyone shares this. We do. We share finances for the business for the previous month, the last quarter, and year to date. So our team knows where we're sitting financially in regards to our revenue goals and our profit goals. And so we're an open book. We share this stuff and because we trust everyone. And we've done this for almost since the inception of the business. Maybe after the first like two years, we just started doing this. We started opening this up and saying, hey, here are the finances. Like you guys can understand what goes where. Like yes, you see this top line revenue, but you do not always see the things below this. And and it is a privilege to be able to see this. And if we feel that uh, that it's not used wisely, or we're taken for granted, or this information being shared elsewhere, uh, then we may may change that. We've never run into that issue. And so. We share the progress, and then we do something that I call stacking and cutting. And this is where what we then do is we go through each of the four areas of our business, all right? So on day one, while we're, we plan, we brainstorm, and we prioritize, and we do this through a stack and cut. So what this means is we go through the four pillars of our business. So we have our product, our support, our marketing, and our sales. And every business has those, right? Those are most there in put a product, if it was a service-based business, it might be service. Um, but we go through each one of those product, support, marketing, and sales. And so those are the core components of our business. And each one of those, we have the people that lead or have, play a role in each one of those uh, areas of the business present their stuff, what they see working, their observations, what's not working, what we can improve, et cetera. And then we begin brainstorming things that we need to do within each one of those. So we start with the product. We say, what needs to change about the product? And in our core product that we offer is called the Max Profits Mentorship. It is our it is our coaching program that we help e-commerce business owners leverage Facebook advertising to start adding orders, growing their uh, customer base through new customer acquisition through Facebook ads as a paid channel. We also teach a little bit of email marketing in there. So that is our core product. And so we spent we spend several hours even focused on the product. What are the things we need to do? What do we need to do to help our customers win more? How can we enhance the experience for people? These are things that you should be thinking about. And so we take time to do that. So what we do is we stack and we cut. So we list out all the ideas. How can we get improved? We get all the juices flowing, all the creativity flowing. We stack up this list as large as we can with everything that we believe is going to improve it. And then we cut it. We say, okay, what do we want to kill what do we need to refine and what do we need to uh what do we need to say this needs to be done right now 
And so we stack a huge list and then we kind of combine some of those because some of those start to become duplicates. So then we combine some of those. Some are like, ah, we're just not going to do this. We just kind of cut it and we don't do it at all. Uh, and then we end up with things that we do need to do. And so we go through each area of the business and we share what's working, what's not working and what we should do about it. So we go through the product, support, marketing and sales. So that's day one. Day one is very full, a lot of stuff. And actually this time when we did it, um, next time we're probably gonna make it two full days because day one, we were not able to get through everything. Um, we had to use part of day two to actually do that. But day one, the focus is uh, actually reflecting on the past, what's worked, what's not worked, brainstorming what we should do about it, and then prioritizing those things for each of those core components of the business. Now on day two, what we then do is now that we have done this, we have prioritized things or we have listed everything out. We take all of those at the start of day two because we use what's called Myra. We use a whiteboarding tool and that allows you to like put sticky notes and ideas. And then we take all of that and we transfer that to our project management tool, ClickUp. And this is where we go in by each of those departments and we add everything into the ideas list that we have for those. So we take, we just copy and paste. We list them all in there. And then we spent about an hour, maybe an hour and a half prioritizing those from what is the most important to the least important as far as like impact goes. Like what the goal is to do the things that are high impact, low resource, like lowest amount of time and investment to actually get it happening. Those are the top, the first things we do because they have a high impact in the business in those key areas and they take the least amount of time to do. And so we just kind of, we kind of go through this process of prioritizing things top to bottom. And then once we have prioritized those, then we use the, we use the entire day, day number two, the theme is, this is the work day. We break out once we prioritize and then top to bottom from most important in each of those re respective uh, department, support, product, marketing, and sales, the people in those different roles and in those different things, top to bottom, we take the most important to the least important. We start at the top and we just start hammering those projects, setting up new tools, setting up new things that we need to do. And we go and we break out Everyone's going to different areas of the, the, the cabin, uh, upstairs, the living room, the dining room, the downstairs, the theater. Everyone's just breaking out and just working on these projects as people need each other. We're coming together. We're working on things together. And this starts making tons of, uh, tons of progress toward actually getting some of those high priority things done. And we got a lot of things done that day. And then at the end of the workday, it's real simple. We come together and each person has to go through and present the things they built and that they accomplished uh, that day. And so it kind of gives us a start and an end. So we start, we take everything, we list it out, we prioritize it, and then we just go do. And then at the end of the day, we come back and we recap, and then we all uh, enjoy the rest of the evening together. Then on day three, this is where, okay, we've, we've reflected, we've brainstormed, we've prioritized. We have worked on stuff that we had done, that we had did in day one. And then in day three is where now that we've, we've gotten a little bit into this, now we're going to spend time vision casting and goal setting. And this is where everyone starts sharing things that they want to see us accomplish as a company in the next year. We start, we determine our three company priorities. Like if we could accomplish nothing but three core things in our business in the next year, what would those be? And so we establish these because everything Hint that we do all year long hinges on these three. If what we're doing is not helping improve and grow these three things 
or accomplish these three things for the year, we don't do it. And so we establish our three priorities and um, and we cast the vision and we spend the entire day uh, doing all of this together. Now, in the last day, uh, this is where it, it doesn't usually take the entire day. And so we actually, we usually end the last day a little early so we can get out, we can go do some things together as a team. We went to downtown Breckenridge, we all had dinner, we went through all the shops, it's a little ski town, really, really cool. And we kind of ended that day uh, together. And so uh, that's kind of what our team retreat looks like this last time. And it is the improved version that we have made better every time. And a lot of those elements, elements that I just shared are common trends that we have done on an ongoing basis. And that we have just continued to do little fine nuanced changes uh, throughout the year. And so uh, if, we were, if we were doing this again, which we will, and this will be next year, there are only, there are only two things that I would do differently. The first thing is we would do seven days and not five days. Uh, we didn't have a choice with this one only because we had a client that that Friday and Saturday, they had their two-day annual planning in Colorado uh, and it just worked out perfect. So so I had to be there for those two days with their whole marketing team and everything. Um, but ideally we would have done seven days um, because in those three days, if we, there was a lot to get done. And if we had five additional days, it would have given us, if we had five total days, it would have had one full day for excursion uh, together as a team, which we did some, but we did some of them in the evenings and later afternoons. And if we had a full day just out, that would be something that uh, would have improved it, which we've done in the past. We just logistically, we're not able to do this time. And so we're just, we'll just make sure that that happens next time. And the second thing we would do differently is we would continue to bring plus ones because we believe that that was, I, at least I believe that that was a great success. It was a ton of fun doing it. Um, absolutely worth it. It's fun hanging out with plus ones and getting to know the families and the people, uh, the families of the people who work with you. Um, the only thing we would not do is we would not bring the little plus ones. And so this was the one time that we actually, uh, my nephew James, and I love him. He's 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 a, our little toddler, really, really amazing. Uh, but it does put a little, it, it is a little bit more challenging uh, for my sister-in-law to be able to enjoy some of those things with us and as well as my brother who, who Jake does sales for us um, to be able to enjoy everything as much and be able to do as much because they had James there. And so that would just be the only tweak that we would do moving forward. But overall, uh, I believe that team retreats are very, very valuable. Uh, are they a waste of money? You know, if asked the question, I do believe that sometimes they are. I think that if you just go in without a game plan, uh, then there's a lot of room for that. There's a lot of opportunity for it to just be completely wasted time. Uh, if you're just gonna go on vacation, just go on vacation with your family. Uh, it, it, I mean, you can go on with people. It is fun going on with your team for sure. Uh, but if, if you're just gonna try to go on a vacation, just go on a vacation. Uh, if you're like, hey, I wanna kind of semi-vacation, but I also wanna get stuff done. I wanna get outside of my business. I wanna work on my business. I wanna bring our team together. I wanna set vision and I wanna come back supercharged. Then have a plan for that. And, and what I would say is, Team retreats can be a waste of money, but they don't have to be. And you don't need to be a big team to do them. You know, if, if, even if it's just you in the business right now, you can do something like this. And I encourage you to. In fact, so each year I do something very similar to this, but it's only for one day. And it's something that I call a clarity day. And I do it every December and I'm going to do it. I'll do it at the end of this year as well. And it's where what I do is I actually spend a full day and I'm not checking emails. I'm not doing any business work and what or client work or anything like that. And what I do is I go to different coffee shops uh, throughout the day. I usually go to like two or three different spots throughout the day. And I leave my regular 
environment. I leave my regular environment and I, I go and I reflect, I plan, and I prioritize my personal vision for our businesses and our life for the next year. And so I call it a clarity day. And so you could call it the, the personal team retreat day or a clarity day. If it's just you, that's okay. When I first started our business, I didn't have a team. And so I had to do just me. But the second, the second year we did that team retreat, it was a flop and a ton of money wasted in my opinion. But I learned from it. But before that, it was just me. And so if it's just you, that's okay. The idea and the, co- the goal is take time to pause, to reflect, to plan, and to prioritize your business because it's so easy not to. It is so much easier to just say, oh, here's the next project. Here's the next customer I need to take care of. Here's the next whatever that is. And the thing is, there will always be a fire. There will always be a customer not happy. There will always be support to be given. There will always be the next project that you need to roll out, the next campaign that you need to launch, the next dollar that you can make. But if you're in business for the long haul, you're gonna have to learn to take time to sit back and reflect and be like, I'm okay with making less sales today or making uh, or, or letting some fires burn temporarily for the sake of working on my business and being focused so that we can expand into the vision that I'm setting. Because if you don't have a vision, if you don't take the time to do that, uh, it's really hard to keep pushing when you don't have vision and when you don't take that time to reflect and say, what do I genuinely want in my life and in my business? Well, I hope I hope you found this valuable. Um, I wanted to talk about this because I haven't heard anyone talk about it, and I haven't found any resources that kind of gave me a playbook for it. And so this is our our playbook that is evolving, and the plays are changing as we go. Uh, hopefully, it inspires you to do one, even if it's just by yourself, one day, two days, three days. Uh, take some clarity days, uh, or maybe this will help you enhance yours. But just to recap, the one thing I do want to recap are the five things that I believe. Uh, make successful team retreats. And the first one being uh, in person. The second one is being offsite, even if it's at someone's house or a cheap local spot. The third one is having a flexible agenda each day. The fourth is breaking out into small groups and working on something. And the fifth and final one is doing team dinners and outing outings as a team. But you, my friend, have been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast produced by the legendary Dylan Counts. And I genuinely genuinely want to say thank you for listening, uh, for tuning in. I get messages uh, all the time, every week, about people who are listening and, and thoughts they have on these. And so it means the world to me. If you want to connect with me uh, on Instagram, uh, at me, at Josh Coffee, and I will follow you back and I would be happy to chat with you. Shoot me ideas if you want to learn more uh, about other things related to retreats, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.